Well, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Around the House this morning. I hope you're enjoying this beautiful morning. Unfortunately, it looks like we may have some rain setting in a little later today, but uh, you know what? There's still plenty to do. In fact, if you're looking for something to do, the Gatlinburg's Craftsman's Fair is this weekend at the Gatlinburg Convention Center. Hours are 10 to 5. Admission is $10. Iams Nature Center presents the Circus Under the Moon. Tonight from 6 to 9.30, bring a lawn chair and enjoy stilt walkers, acrobats, jugglers, and more. That actually sounds really cool. Where is Waldo? Well, he's hiding in about 40 businesses around downtown Knoxville for the month of July. Find Waldo and you just might win a gift, gift cards, or other prizes. For more details about Where's Waldo and all the events happening around town today, go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com. So, uh, you know, we do things. We've been doing them a little bit differently since I took over here on Around the House, and uh, I hope you're enjoying it. So we do love to hear from you. You can always email us at thehouse at hissecurity.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And, uh, well, your ideas for the show, things that maybe you want to hear um, or not hear as far as that goes, or if you have a, a great guest that you would like to send to us as well. So this month, July, is National Make a Difference to Children Month. And if you're like me, if you've got a family of some beautiful children like I do, that's quite important. Uh, it, it's, it's just, it's time, it's time to shine, shine a light on the awesome responsibilities of parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and mentors who, when it comes to our kids, children without a significant adult who guides them through life are, well, simply at a lot more risk of all kinds of hardships. And, uh, you know, we've all seen it. We've all endured it. We've all encountered it in some way, shape or form or another. And so we're going to take today and we're going to talk about how we can make a difference in a child's uh, child's life. So I figured, what better way than to have my own beautiful family on the show this morning to talk about making a difference? So I would love to introduce my guests to you this morning. Uh, first and foremost, my lovely wife, Cassie Brokamp, and... And then we have my oldest, Naima, Naima Bella. Hello. Is in the house. And and Kira. Hi. Good morning, girls. How are you doing? Great. Good. Hey, thank you so much for, uh, well, giving up your Saturday morning to get up bright and early so all of our listeners can, well, hear what you have to say this morning. Are you uh, are you excited to be in the studio? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy in here, isn't it? That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Un- unlike unlike life, we in the studio have a Mr. Riley on the other side of the glass who's going to make sure everything runs smoothly. So, um, can we get one at home? Yeah, I wish. Riley, do you do house calls? Just kidding. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, Miss Bella, yeah. so tell us tell us about you. How old are you? Thirteen. Thirteen. What grade are you in? Eighth grade. Ooh, are you excited? Kinda. Kinda. <laughs> I am. It's just like I mean, I've gone through so many years of school. I'm just kind of like, okay, it's school. <laughs> Not yeah. really that scared. Yeah, it's school. I mean, you're you're at eight. You're you know, you only got 
eight more to go, so you're pretty good. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> I'm like a senior of, like, second school. Reality. Reality sinks in, right? Mm -hmm. Kira, how old are you, dear? Seven and a half. Seven and uh, I mean oh, you're like you're like seven point nine nine nine. You know what I mean? Your your birthday is coming up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's coming up July thirty first. Coming quick. You will be a big eight year old. And what grade are you gonna be in? Third grade. Third grade. And Cassie, I you don't have to tell us your age. <laughs> but I'd love to know what grade you're in. <laughs> I have no idea. Zero grades. <laughs> Zero grades. All right. So, uh, all right, girls. So my first question for you in our first segment uh, in was we talk about making a difference in children's lives. Bella, I'm going to start with you. What is what is the most favorite thing that you enjoy doing with mom and dad? Um, I like making videos or Sometimes it's funny to watch you guys try to do gymnastics because I'm a gymnast and it's funny because I like to correct people when they're doing gymnastics because it's just fun. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, let's face it. I mean, activity is good. Um, and, and yes, watching me try to do gymnastics is definitely a riot. <laughs> I am not very limber. And um, yeah, handstands, cartwheels, toe tucks. I don't, that's just not me. That That's mom. Mom's pretty good with that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right. So making videos, laughing at mom and dad. It sounds like a pretty good life to me sounds so far. Wholesome. It is, isn't it? Kira, what's your favorite thing to do with mom and dad? Snuggle and watch them do gymnastics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I like the first part. I, I definitely love the snuggles. The snuggles are always great. Yeah, they are. So, okay. So we, we, we've kind of set the beginning of what this hour is going to be. Um, so it, kind of seems like it's going to be hilarious to me so i hope that you join in with us if you've got comments questions feel free to give us a call shoot us a text 865-656-8255 that's 865-656-8255 when we come back here on around the house we're going to be talking about how we can make a difference in a child's life here on uh, the month of July, right here on News Talk 97 WOKI. I still love the whistle. I just love it. I know. I mean, doesn't it just make you smile? I mean, just just lightens your day if i could whistle i mean i'd do the same thing right i can well welcome back to around the house if you were listening at the beginning of the show you will know that well i've got a full house in here this morning and it is bundles of joy and excitement uh, i have my oldest daughter naima bella my youngest miss kira and of course my darling adorable wife cassie she's the one that kind of keeps us all together She's the Riley in our house. <laughs> no offense, Riley. Wait, what? <laughs> None taken. All right, good, good, good. So as we are celebrating um, the month of July is Make a Difference to Children Month. And, and you know, I know we're going to joke and laugh and have fun, but this is, it really is a very serious um, a serious subject and something that is really near and dear to my heart as well. Um, our children of all ages, young and old, 
Well, quite frankly, we need to do all that we can to be able to encourage and to support them and to help make a difference in their lives. So uh, both of my beautiful kids gave up their Saturday morning sleeping in to be here to share with you some things this morning. <laughs> I'm glad there's no video here, but anyway, <laughs> y'all would love it. Okay, so Cassie, yes, I mean, we've got a couple of beautiful kids. They're great. And, and everywhere they go, everybody always says how wonderful they are. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I mean, just like us and we grew up, uh, that's what everybody said about us. Our well, parents, me. our parents, not so much, but, hey, easy. <laughs> All right. So both of you girls are very kind. You're very caring. And so I want to know from you, um, Kira, and I'm going to start with you. So what are some of the things that you feel like you do that helps make a difference in other children's life, like kids on your teams or in your classroom? What are some simple things that you feel like you can do just to make a difference? Um, if they need help to do anything, like if they don't know how to do something, I would go over and help them out. Try to help them out. Yeah. You're always, you are, your teachers always said that about you. You are always so helpful. Same thing with your sister, uh, Bella. So same question to you. What do you, what do you think? What are some things that you do as you see different kids, whether it be in gymnastics, whether it be in school things, what do you feel like you can really do to try to help somebody out? I just talk to everybody. Like, I don't really care who it is. Like, if it's like the bully or if it's like the person who nobody talks to, I'll still talk to them because, I mean, I'm really nice to people because I feel like you kind of have to be nice to people unless you want to get treated like rudely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, look, we all have our days. We all know daddy has his. Um, <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, one of the biggest values that your mother and I try to make sure that we all adhere to is being kind to everyone, to being nice, to being friendly, and being helpful. Um, so, all right, Bella, I'm yeah. going to come back to you. Okay. Is there anything that you feel like mom and dad do that significantly make a difference in your life, other than give you a place to, to live, sleep, and clothe you, and Dude. feed you, and all that stuff? Take us to the pool, and we swim, and you actually play with us. I mean, if it's not too cold, because then mom can't get in. <laughs> And uh, she'll take like 20 minutes either way, but she's getting better. She's taking like 30 seconds less. Thanks for telling all. And Dad just dives in, and we all scream. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, as the pool water gets warmer, you know, yeah. everybody has everybody has their own ways. So okay, so I mean, fun things, right? Yeah. What about so? On a serious note, are there are there things that you feel Mom and Dad do um, well with you? to help make a difference in your life dealing with well dealing with life you're 13 i mean man almighty 13 year old nowadays you you're dealing with stuff huh oh yeah (laughs) um what do you mean like do you mean like the way that you treat us or do you mean like the way that you give us stuff or like no, like, I mean, do it, do we help you? Have we taught you ways to be able to help deal with things better? Oh, so um, you teach us, like, lessons. Like, if we do something that we weren't supposed to do, you'll tell us not to, like, you'll teach us why not to do it. Yeah. Like, we'll know the results so that we don't do it again. Instead of just being like, just don't do that, because then you'll do it again. Like, 
Right. So exactly. We explain it. We explain it. To yeah. You and see, help look, you understand. That's you know awesome. what I? You know I just found out. They actually do listen. <laughs> yes, Sorry, they kiddos. They do. Yeah, you know. Um, so, it, it, and that's good, right? I mean, in in Cassie, I, I know you and I. You know, we we kind of look at things from different perspectives, which is is good for our kids um, to be able to make a difference in life. Because just having one idea is not always a good idea, right? So, being able to help them through different things, uh, Cassie, what what is one of the things that you feel like you do really well? I think I listen to them really well, even when. You know, no matter what it is, whether it's a meltdown or just what they did at school that day or an issue with friends or something, I listen and let them talk. Yeah. And don't always try to fix it because sometimes you just need to talk through it. And sometimes the answer comes from that. Yeah. You know, I'm a fixer. It's you hard. are a fixer. I am a fixer, right? It, and I mean, it, it, and look, and but I'm that's sure. that's not wrong either. Sometimes they need help learning how to fix something or what to do to maybe help a situation. And sometimes you just need to listen and there's that balance. And that's something that I think um, as parents, when we want to help children, anybody, whether they're our children or not, it's hard to know, is this the balance where I'm supposed mm-hmm. to just listen or am I supposed to guide or I don't know. And you sort of wing it and yeah. hope that you did it right. <laughs> but what I think I hear from the kids is that, even if it's just a few minutes of our time doing silly gymnastics or going to the pool or whatever, that just be in there with them and or maybe explaining for two seconds why mm-hmm. they were in trouble for what they did or what why they have a consequence. Then right. it's you know it's just such a small amount of time and it makes such a big difference. That's what they're bringing up. It's very interesting. It it, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Right. I mean, just mm-hmm. bring a kid onto a radio show, you'll learn all kinds of things. Apparently, you know. Well, <laughs> it, and I know. I mean, one of the things that that. I know that I struggle with is trying to figure out ways to communicate well with uh, Bella in particular, because at her age at 13, she has, we have raised her and helped her to understand that you need to have your own opinion. And we, I, I get to hear her opinion a lot. So, which is good. Um, 13 year old, opinion. 13 year old. opinion. Yes. So, but as in, in fact, Bill and I just dealt with a situation just the other day where I identified. And as my conversation with her afterwards is we have to work harder to find a better way to communicate with each other because you know, it, it's life, right? Our actions, how we see things, how we say things, how we act, what our body language is, implies way more than what our words are. And so through that situation, um, my actions were a little different and she implied them as something different and vice versa. So it's important for us to, to be able to have that open conversation and communication. So... All right, kids, are you listening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I know there's a lot going on in here, isn't there? Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. I want to know from you kids in particular, Bella, I'm going to start with you. What do you think is one of the things that adults can do to help make a difference in a kid's life? Um, maybe if, like, 
It kind of depends on the kids sometimes. Like, sometimes kids like to talk about it or if they're, like, upset and some kids like to just be alone or if somebody, if, like, there's a kid and they need help with, like, let's say, like, a project or something. Some kids need help by, like, speaking or, like, feeling or just seeing or, like, listening. It's, like, that's, two different things. It's, like, the three senses thing. But um, some kids, like, different things so it kind of depends on the kids so maybe get to know the kids so you'll know what they like first because if you just try stuff it can make a kid like upset because you're trying too much or like you know yeah get to know them better that's actually a great point there are so many different personalities and different learning styles so i think that's a wonderful advice and just because they're your child doesn't mean they're going to act like you do right thank goodness right (laughs) kira so what do you think kiddo uh, what do you it, it, is there anything in particular that you think that you to li- all the adults that are listening out there this morning what do you think that they can do to help make a difference in a child's life um they should know their child very well but they should know them even more so they know like what to get them on their birthdays and stuff and help them out through things. That's a good point. Right. So to be there, to be to be supportive, to be loving. Um, you know, I mean I think that's that's a thing that I, I know that look, I struggled with it when I was a kid. Uh I, I mean I I grew up in a in a blended family. My parents divorced when I was young and I had to learn how to deal with that situation, um, you know, and and so and that's not always an, an easy situation to do, and so, you know, we kind of sit here and and we chuckle a little bit about getting to know your kids, but quite frankly, you need to get to know your kids, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because, hopefully, just like with our kids, we're we're trying to teach them how to be independent, how to grow up and have a uh to think for themselves and to be able to have their own opinions and not just be whatever is imposed upon them um and and help them to be able to deal with those situations when things come about that maybe they don't agree with or um you know maybe it's something that they see that as both of our kids i know have done have spoken up for some other child who is maybe being wronged or you know somebody's bullying them or making fun of them or something like that in school or or in other places and so i I think it's important that we really focus on that that because i struggle with that i have the hardest time with like remembering that it's my kid and i still have to work on getting to know my kid i i need to be able to still have an open mind to realize because as children grow and as they get older i mean look things change fast they can be they can be the little snuggle bug kid today and six months from now they can be the you know leave me alone i just need some space kid Mm -hmm. and you know and it takes a lot to be able to to adjust to that Mm -hmm. and to learn to that and you know i'm going to tell you that the best job i've ever had in my life is parenting and the worst job i've ever had in my life is parenting 
right? I mean, it's difficult. Uh, it's not easy. And at the end of the day, the best the best thing that we know to do is, well, is to love on you girls um, and help you to learn how to love on others and accept the fact that not everything's going to go your way. Not everything's going to be perfect. It's not always going to be the way we want it to be. And, and to help learn how to deal with that. Um, so... Cassie, mm-hmm. you got anything you want to add before we go to a break? Well, I did want to point out that when Kira said, know what they want for their birthday and other things, I think what she really meant was know what their likes are. And they do change, like you mentioned, constantly. Yeah. And so that means have conversations and communicate with your kid and let them tell you that all of a sudden they don't like My Little Pony anymore. They like Ninja Turtles. I don't know. But have that conversation with them. You don't have to know all about it. Right. Just talk to them about it. They'll tell you. That's right. <laughs> hey, They know all about those things when they like them. So. That's right. And if your kid's into something that you don't know about, mm-hmm. learn about it. That's right. Google it. Mm-hmm. I'm learning how to be the best gymnastics dad I can be. That's right. And I'm going to tell you what. There is a lot. There, I mean, there's just a lot. There's a lot. It is, it is a lot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're going to take a little break. The kids are going to go and run down the hall and back or something like that. <laughs> oh yay! Uh, see, I knew I'd get I'd get them back on. There we go. <laughs> um, but when we come back, we're going to talk about um, just well, you know, a little bit more about how to make a difference and who has made a difference. But some things that you can do to help help your kids be more prepared and to be able to learn how to cope with things that are going to come about during life and uh well we hope that you'll enjoy it so give us uh give us a a listen here in a few minutes as we come right back here on around the house on news talk 98.7 woki All right. Welcome back to Around the House. I am Scott Brokamp of His Security and Technology. And I have my adorable wife, Cassie Kershaw Brokamp. My beautiful daughters, Naima Bella and Kira, are with us this morning. And, well, as we celebrate Make a Difference in a Child's Life Month here in July... We're, uh, well, we figured what better way than to get a couple of children in here to tell us how to make a difference in their lives. I think right now, the one thing I've learned is let them sleep in on Saturday mornings. <laughs> what do you think, girls? Yes. Yes. Um, I am very tired. Are you? Yeah. I woke up at two. I'm like dying. Yeah. <laughs> You're dying. I know. Every Everything. It's that way. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I learned through the break is you always have to be careful what you say. I mean, I made a, a joke comment about running down the halls, and all I heard about was I want to go run down the halls, right? Yeah, I want I, to go run down the hall. I know. See? All right. I promise before we leave, you can run down the hall. Yes. All right. Just I'll tell you which hall to run down, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So, but seriously, back to... Just, I, I mean, there's things that 
we all do and hopefully we're we're making a positive difference in in children's lives around us so kira uh i know that you know hopefully mom and dad are making the biggest impact but i'm sure there's other adults and other people who make an impact in your life and make a difference in your life do you can you think of any of those that you want to talk about this morning maybe a teacher or a coach or anything like that um not yet i'm thinking okay i tell you what you think on it and we'll ask miss bella and i'm sure that there are some people in your life that have made an impact who are making a difference in your life as a child would you like to tell us about those people Mm -hmm. okay um obviously my family like my papa my grandma siblings and things but um my friends like my best friend lily zoe but um i also like my coaches like my my two gymnastics coaches i have two one of them teaches my little sister the other one teaches like my other friends who are in a higher level or just my level and they have helped me like i used to not be able to like do a cartwheel like i would do like a donkey kick and now i'm like almost tumbling and doing like back handsprings mm-hmm. and stuff and there was things that I thought I couldn't do, and I was like, like I wanted to quit because I couldn't do them because everybody else could. But eventually, I finally got it. It's all thanks to them, and then my softball coach, of course. Yeah. So, it, through gymnastics, and what what are some of the things that they did to help you to get through the I don't know how to do it, and I want to quit to getting through learning how to do it and actually now being very very good at it. Um, so sometimes whenever I would, um, be trying to do something, they would tell me, like, look at back when you first started and think of, like, how good you are now. You're like, you're almost there. Just, you need to keep working on it and you'll get it. Like, you've made so much progress. Like, I can see you doing it in the next week and then I will. Right, right. So just that positive encouragement and, and it is, I mean, we all do it in life, right? It, it's, it's so easy to kind of miss where we've come from to see where we're at today and and it's good to have those positive reinforcements from others around us to help us remember hey two weeks ago when i was in here i could only get 10 inches off the ground and now i'm at 18 inches off the ground you know i'm making stuff up obviously but you know having that that mentorship um, and working through that. So obviously one of the great tools that you've learned from that as well is that it's okay to fail. It's okay to not be able to do it and still come back and keep working hard if it's something you really want to do and learn how to overcome and then and then achieve that and do it. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? Is it I mean, does that make you feel like amazing? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't know a big word to use, so I'm just not. Gonna, I'm just gonna say yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty that's big. Static. That's a pretty big word, big. anyways. <laughs> All right, Kira. So, have you thought of anything yet that you wanna you wanna tell our listeners about? Yes. Okay. What do you got? So, one of my softball coaches, he would help me out when I needed to catch at my chest and turn my glove. We were doing some training over there, and he was making, he made up that training, and 
he was throwing balls to me really hard because I can catch really well, but yeah. it was kind of difficult to do it, and I'm really happy that he did that because now I'm learning how to do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, when when you're a, a young child or a young lady, a young adult, life is all about learning, and and, and that's hard, right? I mean... Think about when I think about when I was a kid, Cassie, I don't know about you, but I think about, you know, I, I mean, it, that's all I was doing was learning. I mean, it's just learn every single day and you just, you, I, you miss how important that is and you miss that you're learning. And I s- suffer as a parent by forgetting the fact that my kids are learning. Mm-hmm. Luckily I have Cassie there to remind me of that. <laughs> exactly. So, Cassie, what uh, I, I can see, you have some very... I always have things to say. <laughs> ...important things to say. Yeah, well, I think the beautiful thing about doing sports, whether they're individual sports, like, well, gymnastics is a team, but also individual, and mm. then softball, or like our kids do, or anything, anything that's a team thing. It doesn't have to be a sport. I was in band. It taught me the same thing, is um, you get that constant feedback that sometimes when you're younger, it's harder to be able to take that. What we call constructive criticism when we're older is harder to take when you're not used to it. But you get that. You get that feedback. Okay, well, try it this way. Or don't do that. Do this. Or, Hmm. you know, whatever you're doing, it's not quite right. This is how we're going to get to the right place. And I do think they don't even see it but what they're doing is they're able to handle that constructive criticism we call it later on and and turn it into something positive instead of being like well i can't do it and they're saying i can't do it they're taking that feedback from someone who's able to do it in in an encouraging way and it's just it's so awesome to see that and hear that from them and and then watch that progress because that sometimes is the hardest thing that's the thing that sets us back is we're like oh we can't do it and and we, we do it as adults, too, but just to hear it in kids that just having those positive people in your life. And mm. for kids, it's often grown-ups. Um, but in even as grown-ups, we need positive people in our lives to be able to tell us when we're not doing something quite right and help guide us on how to do it right, right. or better or whatever. So um, I think that's important. It's exciting to hear. and. And I do think that's a big thing in any kid's life. It doesn't have to be your parent. It doesn't have to. It could be a coach. It could be um, someone at your after-school program that you go to or whatever it is, someone at church, someone at some other community thing that you do. It's when you find that positive. It could be a role model, but it could just be a positive person there to encourage you. It doesn't mean they role model what you're going to be doing, but maybe there's a role model how to take that information. So. Right. And use it and i think that's awesome well and it and i think so many times as well it it's important that your children have other role models other than just your parents right, right. because as i know we did as kids uh you know my friend's parent can tell me the exact same thing my parent was saying but when they say it it's law you know right. it's enlightening in life but when my mom said it 50 million times i i never listened you know so having that reinforcement and, and and learning and i think one of the things that i've learned and is that sports in general are such a valuable tool 
for being able to prepare you for life. Um, because at the end of the day, you have to learn how to be your best while working with others. You have to, you learn that even though that you gave your best and you did your best, that sometimes you still lose and you have to figure out how to be okay with that Mm -hmm. and come back and continue to do your best each and every single day. Mm -hmm. And to me, one of the things, I mean, that's, I love coaching. I, I mean, I just love coaching and, and I just hope that someday some of what I do coaching correlates more to what I do as parenting because it's still, they're very synonymous in a lot of what they, what we do. Um, but it's obviously it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it can be a little different scenario, but you know, through those situations, both of our kids are learning coping skills mm-hmm. on how to deal with different situations that are going to arise. And, you know, when we talk about it takes a village to raise kids, it does, because that's when we can take that positive reinforcement from a coach who says, hey, kids, you did your best. You did great. We still didn't win, but it's okay. We're going to be all right. And then as a parent to help your child to understand how to take that and, and roll it into other events that happen in their life to be able to help them to learn how to to deal with and cope with those things in a better way so um all right girls uh we're going to take a short break and you girls are going to take a short trip down the hall because i promised i did i said you was going to get to yes but we are going to be right back here on around the house we're going to finish up talking about uh well our kids making a difference in others and then we're going to talk about one of my favorite things which is the topic of the day this week and uh i'm not telling you what it is you'll (gasps) have to stay tuned and hear what it is Tune in with us here in just a few minutes right here on Around the House, News Talk 97 WOKI. All right. Welcome back to Around the House. Well, I just went ahead and brought my house today. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to, well, my girls and my family and they uh they were so super excited to be here this morning and uh well like any good child that woke up super early on a saturday morning i think some of that excitement is starting to wane and uh what i guess we should have brought you know sugar packs or something to feed them oh wait that probably wouldn't be a good idea would it i already had a lot of sugar last night Uh uh-huh i don't even like sugar (laughs) well this is true this is very true I, I wish I could figure out how to eat as well as you do, Miss Bella. I really do. So, <laughs> well, if, if you're just tuning in with us, uh, uh, my family has joined us this morning as we talk about how to make a difference in a child's life, uh, which is one of the awarenesses of the month of July. And of course, it is very important to me between my own kids. But, you know, hey, one of the things that you have to think of my kids have friends and well quite frankly i want my kids hanging out with well kids that uh i feel comfortable with and so a lot of times you got to help mentor other kids right um so not only do we do it as parents as coaches 
as business owners and as many other things that we do. But hopefully we help teach our kids how to do that as well. So we're going to wrap up um, this first hour with uh, a very important question for our children this morning. And uh, Kira, I'm going to I'm going to let you go first. So if if you had a friend who was struggling or or needed help with something, what kind of advice would you give them? So, I was helping my friend do a cartwheel once, and um, she said, I just can't do it. I, I just can't. I don't know how. And then I told her, when I first began gymnastics, I couldn't do one single move. It took me months just to learn how to do a cartwheel. And she took that advice. And then she just practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. Yeah, yeah, and you you did the same. And of course, your uh, your big sister is able to to help share in some of that experience as well. So, and that's good advice, right? Just encourage, encourage your friends, and and help them and share your own personal experiences, right? When we can share with others how we've had to overcome situations, it's very beneficial in their lives it's very beneficial in our own lives so uh miss bella so same thing right if if there was a kid that was struggling whether it be trying to learn a sport whether it be anything like that or maybe dealing with emotional issues or something like that at school what kind of advice would you give to them or is there a situation that comes to your mind well, it wasn't related to school, but my papa told me since I'm a gymnast, I should try to teach people gymnastics because I have my little sister Molly and my little sister Nita. Molly's five, Nita's three, and they're little. So they don't know how to just, like, learn how to do something. So Molly Molly can do, like, cartwheels and, like, flips and back walkovers, but she just, like, she really can't do a cartwheel good because, like, she doesn't, she just does a forward roll because she can't figure out how to get her, like, feet over her head. So I'm teaching her. And so when I was teaching her, I was like, she was like, I just can't do it. It's not fair. And so when I was teaching her, I was like, okay, so what you need to do is practice. So I kept helping her and she practiced and she practiced. And I eventually took her to outside on the trampoline and I flipped her over so that she wouldn't get hurt. And I kept flipping her and then she finally got the hang of it. Because the reason she wants it is because she wants to be able to do it with Kira. Because she's like best friends with Kira. She's like, I want to hang out with Kara. I'm like, okay. So she has to learn how to do gymnastics. She wants to go at a gymnastics place. And Nita, she's three. I mean, she can do forward rolls. That's all. She's little. So, I mean, it's not like I'm going to teach her how to do tricks. And I'll just let her, like, roll around (laughs) because she's a baby. But for Molly, you just, I just have to, like, teach her. And Mm -hmm. be, like, you have to be slow. Since she's only five years old, it's not like she's going to be able to, like, like, you can't talk to her the same way you can talk to me or Kira because she's too young to understand. Right. Like, she's just now going into kindergarten. She can't even read yet. So. Right. And, and, <laughs> and, and that, you know, and that was a part of the conversation that you and I had the other night because <laughs> I can't talk to you, you know, like I can some other people because yeah. you're still 13, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so that's, that's a great point. That is a very good point. And by helping others, by trying to teach others, we learn a lot about ourselves in the process of doing mm-hmm. that. And not only are we helping somebody else, unbeknownst to ourselves, we end up helping 
ourselves. <laughs> so, um, all right, we've got uh, just a brief minute. Cassie, do you have any last words that you want to say before we go to my favorite part of the show, which is the topic of the day? Yes. Well, I just want to say, to surmise some of this, I feel like if you're there for people, however they need to be or however you can be there for them, that's it. That's it. Be there. Whether it's on the phone, communicating in person, helping them with gymnastics, or just sitting there listening to them, I think that's one of the key takeaways. So hmm. be, there. be there however you can. I, this is true. This right. is true. So, well, I hope that uh, you've enjoyed the first hour with my lovely family. Um, I know it was quite a different experience. It, it was for me as well. And uh, But you know what? I, I just love doing anything I can with my kids. So um, we are, we're going to talk about something way more cool, by the way. Uh, the topic of the day. Yeah. Just in case, if you didn't know, it's not today, it is tomorrow. But tomorrow <laughs> is National Ice Cream Day. Yay. Yay. Yeah, I, I mean. I'm going to eat ice cream all day and all my meals is going to be ice cream. Oh, yeah? You think? I'm yeah. going to get put in jail for what I'm about to say, but I don't really like ice cream. I like custard or frozen yogurt. Like, rarely custard, but frozen yogurt is just... Okay, yeah, you're going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. You don't think you'll go to jail for that. Uh, all right. So, uh, you know, listen. Did you know the top 10 favorite ice cream flavors in America? All right. Kira, what do you think is the number one favorite ice cream in America? Cookies and cream. No. That would be number three. Bella? I'm deciding between chocolate and vanilla, but I'm going to pick chocolate. Chocolate is actually number two. It's vanilla. Mom, you want to take a stab at it? Is it vanilla? It is vanilla. That's my favorite. I know, right? That is your favorite. That's like the only ice cream I eat. So, uh, yes, and we've tried different ones that just don't work. So, number one is vanilla. Number two is chocolate. Number three is cookies and cream. Number four is strawberry. Mm. Number five is chocolate chip. Number six, butter pecan. Number seven, chocolate chip cookie dough. Number eight, mint chocolate chip. Number nine, caramel. And number 10, the ever popular Neapolitan. I love Neapolitan. What's Neapolitan? It's like the three flavors. Chocolate, strawberry, vanilla, roll. So, it's the combination. If you just can't make up your mind, you get Neapolitan because, quite frankly, you get to choose between them all. I thought it was called Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon. That's a movie. Oh. Yes. No, not not Napoleon. Not Napoleon Dynamite. You're too young to watch that, kid. I already did. Man. All right. So, listen. We would love to hear what your favorite ice cream flavor is. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. 865-656-825. Five five. That's eight six five six five six eight two five five. We're going to take a short break, and uh, thank you, ladies, for joining me this morning. We will move on to <laughs> guest number two, and uh, and we're going to talk more about ice cream. Thanks for listening and joining us here on Around the House on News Talk ninety eight seven WOKI.
Well, good morning. Welcome back to Around the House. If you're just joining us this morning, well, the first hour was a hoot. Um, we had my kids in the studio, and uh, well, you know, it just like you would expect from a seven and a thirteen year old. They were, uh, you know, like a roller coaster, high and low and all around. So uh, it was definitely a good time, definitely a good time. But if you did catch us before we went to the break, my favorite bit is the topic of the day. And uh, our topic of the day today, if you missed it, is that tomorrow is National Ice Cream Day. <laughs> so uh, my next guest, Gwen Brown, who is has a, her business is Parenting with a Purpose. Um, so Gwen, I mean, obviously, ice cream has got to be a very useful tool in parenting, right? I, absolutely. Our, I can tell you, a personal experience, I have one kiddo that when I used to make him take a nap because he needed to, the best way to wake him up would be like, hey, Josh, it's time for ice cream. Time for ice up. cream. Yep. Hey, that, that always works. <laughs> so uh, before we went to break in the first hour, we talked about the top 10 flavors of ice cream. Oh, okay. So what is your favorite flavor? Moose tracks. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. That's not on the list. Should be. <laughs> um, favorite. You know, I, yeah, moose tracks is definitely good. Uh, I, I kind of, I used to be a Rocky road guy, yeah. but it had to be the Briars Rocky yeah. road because they're the almonds in their Rocky road were chocolate covered. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just wasn't much any better. <laughs> um, but you know what? Rain shine. It doesn't matter. This weekend, take some time, take your, your kids course with july being make a difference in child's life month take your kids take them out for some ice cream and some conversation as we yes. learned in the first hour with my kids one of the most important things is listening yes learning and knowing about your kids yes. um so all right well if you are looking for something else to do um again tomorrow is national ice cream day so Baskin Robbins is giving a $5 discount tomorrow and all next week. Dairy Queen has a dollar off coupon in their app for dipped cones. And Friendly's single scoop ice cream cups are just 88 cents tomorrow only. Mm. So there's your opportunities to enjoy some ice cream with the family. But if you need a little more to do, there's some other awesome things happening around town the gatlinburg craftsman fair is this weekend at the gatlinburg convention center hours are 10 to 5 and admission is only 10 dollars. you know you'll find some good ice cream out in gatlinburg too mm. just in case i am's nature center presents the circus under the moon tonight from 6 to 9 30 bring a lawn chair enjoy the stilt walkers acrobats jugglers and more Where's Waldo? Well, he's hiding in about 40 different businesses around downtown Knoxville for the month of July. Find Waldo, and you just might win gift cards and other prizes. For more details about Where's Waldo and other events happening around town, go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com.
So as we continue our conversation about making a difference in a child's life, my next guest does, well, exactly that, by teaching moms and dads how to be better parents. She is the founder of Parenting with a Purpose, a nonprofit organization that offers parenting classes here in Knox County. Welcome, Gwen Brown. Hi. How are you? Good. It's good to be here. So, uh, you know, hopefully you didn't listen in the first hour um, because then you would you would know just how many classes I probably need to go of yours. <laughs> but uh, we did have fun with my kids good. this morning. That's awesome. Um, so, Gwen, uh, tell us just a little bit about you and your business. Okay. Well, actually, Parenting with Purpose is something that I started um, just like a year and a half before COVID, but oh. it was in response to, um, in my line of work as a social worker, um, and in just observation, dealing with a lot of children with, you know, some special needs, dysfunctional mm-hmm. family backgrounds and stuff. When you look at giving a, a parent the mandate, essentially, that you need parenting classes, and then there's not really something quality out there that really meets that need of revamping the way they look at mm-hmm. and think about parenting. So... I created this curriculum and it's based on, you know, my own years of uh, besides schooling and things I started at 15, learning about children and child development for whatever reason, I wanted to make sure I was ready to be a good parent (laughs) at that age. But, um, and I've just always kind of been a mom. So like just watching and working with kids of all different backgrounds. So I, I, did this parenting curriculum as a part of the bigger scope. The, the nonprofit is a state chartered nonprofit and it's a lot of different people service work that that we do just uh, me and a few of our leaders that outreach to the homeless and uh, some family counseling that kind of thing some equipping classes that just a lot of things but the parenting curriculum is kind of like my like the real passion that yeah, I have right. because I believe that we impact children and that impacts the whole next generation right we do impact children and whether we think we do or we don't yes exactly. we impact children yes and uh you know, uh, I, all I can tell you is this: as a as a dad of two beautiful girls, I man, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> uh, well, Gwen, welcome to the show. We are going to take a quick break, and okay. when we come back, Gwen is going to help us. Uh, well, hopefully, help me to be a little better parent, but <laughs> help us all just to make a difference in a child's life, not just for July, but for a lifetime. Yes. Right here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. Riley, how you doing in there today, buddy? I'm doing all right. Can't complain. You know, you, uh, it, it, if... If anybody listening today is a avid sports animal listener, our sister station, Riley was, man, he was like bell to bell yesterday, as they call it. I was the marathon man. You were the marathon man. You you do such a great job. I'm, I'm you, so Scott. grateful to have you uh, to be a part of this show. So I just wanted to know, thank you. So, um, and it's probably because Riley over there probably had some good parents. There you go. Uh, so my guest with me this second hour is Gwen Brown and her company is parenting with a purpose. And, uh, well, Gwen, I'm just going to ask what's the most important thing parents need to know. 
Oh, be intentional. Hmm. Be intentional. Um, because if I'm not aware as a parent that whatever I do is I'm impacting that child and I'm not paying attention that like the child is lost. They don't have a grid mm. for their own growth needs and whatever. So I have to be intentional. What do, what is it that I'm wanting to produce? What is it that I believe in? You know, cause we all are different, but right. if I'm not intentional, I'm not, I don't have a place to even start parenting from. Mm. That's you got that right. Well, and, and I think, and, and I'll speak for myself, but you know, I, I made a lot of bad choices in my life that took me to a lot of bad places. Mm. And, and it took a lot for me, um, to, to overcome Mm. some, some issues that I had. Um, and then (laughs) to think here that I'm, would be a parent, uh, quite frankly, knowing what my past has been is absurd, Mm. but even though I have worked so hard to overcome so many things Mm -hmm. and to have a different life, thankful to, to, you know, uh, to my understanding of God and, and trusting and being changed through that process, I still have my own garbage. Yes. And, and I, as much as I hate it, I still infect my kids with my garbage. Yeah. Well, that's one of the big things I'll tell parents is that there are no perfect parents, Mm. but there are great parents. And then there are just kind of like absent parents. And again, that point, the difference is intentionality. The first, very first class we talk about is parent development. Like what you just said, I have to look at me. Where did Mm. I come from? What influences me? What are my triggers? Like, what am I even trying to produce? First, I've got to look at myself. What am Mm. I doing for my life? Because I need to know that I'm on target, that I'm healthy on the inside and know my like all of us no matter what the relationships are we need to know our own issues Mm. because if i know my issues then i can be honest with them and other people can help with that so children are no different if you say look i'm sorry lost my temper or listen i had a really bad day at work i shouldn't have said that that way or you have to be so real with your kids but that takes you knowing you first right yeah yeah and i will I, I will say, and you know, my, my wife is amazing because we are, we're kind of yin and yang in a lot of aspects mm-hmm. and, and she is definitely a, a listener and, and a processor okay. and, and I'm a take action guy, <laughs> right? I, I mean, that's just kind of how the difference is. And so unfortunately there's a lot of that, that she won't react and she'll take however many moments it may be. Yeah. Whereas I will make a split second decision and I'll react. And so of course, then I'm usually the one apologizing. Um, and you know, but at the end of the day, I don't know, we'll find out hopefully, but hopefully our kids have the ability to learn that both aspects that you need to be able to learn how to process but also yes. know that you're going to screw up and yes. you're going to act like a jerk and you're going to need to apologize. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things is realizing the differences and teaming with each other. Because like you said, there's a strong point in taking action. Right. You have to take action. But you do need to stop and process first. Like, let me listen. Let me do a little investigating before I just react to a situation mm-hmm. that needs an action. Let me carefully like look at this and take an action. So I think that's one of the biggest things about timeout not just for kids, but like we got to give ourselves a timeout, like go sit in your room, 
I will be there shortly. I used to do that a lot. Go sit in your room. I'm going to be in there in a minute. Like I needed the time out to process that so I could take an action that wasn't a reaction Mm -hmm. that I would have to apologize for later. (laughs) Well, you know, um, yeah. We live and learn, right? Oh, yeah. We hope. We hope we live and learn. So, uh, so being intentional mm-hmm. to me, I mean, that means a lot to me. And in fact, I I use that a lot as as I coach kids and mm-hmm. as we even as I talk with other people, talk with my employees. Mm-hmm. That is a a big term that I know that I use in my life personally yeah. uh, because it is it's important. Yes. So, but a lot of us don't. We don't really know how to be intentional. Okay. So is that in your curriculum? I'm sure you kind of break that down a little bit. Yeah, because there, well, basically, and I'll just give the the highlights, because there are six classes that they do, plus two individual coaching sessions where we just really, like, I'll do a whole personal assessment, like it's a Mm -hmm. social history and all of that with a parent. Um, I work with parents that have come to the attention of the court systems a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're overcoming lots of obstacles, sure. lots of lack of parenting in their own histories. Um, and you tend to repeat history if you don't understand it. So we start that class, like I said, with some very intentional looks at yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is realizing there's a parent-child relationship. Like I thought that I was going to be whatever when I grew up. And now I've got this child that's, you know, what do I do? How do I mm-hmm. do this? So, But we look at like first knowing yourself and then like I want to intentional intentionally develop a relationship what does that look like i have right. to identify that for myself what do, what is it that i want for my current and my future relationship with my child and then what do i want my child to grow up and grow into we all have values systems right. that we believe in and so if i don't take the time to intentionally like identify what are my values mm-hmm. what do i really believe is important like and i ask parents to identify that what's important to you because if that's a starting place then you have some place of intentionally mm-hmm. producing developing yeah. and focusing on and so it could be education it could be just having fun it could be whatever but there's a point of i want this like you said about the ice cream like i want to go have these experiences with my child Mm. i want to enjoy i want to see their face smile you know like there's something that i do intentionally to produce an outcome that i value that makes the whole dynamic in the home so much better because if mine i'm so functional oriented my my what i want and what i value is i want everything in order you know, I want to have a structure of things, but I had to learn to create this ability to flex from that schedule. Right. I had five kids and then I adopted two more <sighs> and that was a lot. So I had to have structure in order. And I believe mm. that's so very important. So for me, I intentionally created that, but I also had to create those times where we like bring the blanket into the living room. Let's have popcorn and put the movie on. And it doesn't matter if it's midnight, you know, we're going to mm-hmm. have a, a movie night. And it was just, just taking the time to intentionally say, what is it? that I'm doing that's working? What is it that I love about this that I want to highlight, you know? And that's part of that intentionality. That, uh, you, you, so many things, you know, again, being a parent and, and well, I mean, look, my oldest is 13. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think parenting with a 13 year old, I think it changes every second yeah. of the day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's difficult. And, um, it, it my, my wife and I, we come from different places mm-hmm. and, but having 
the knowledge and understanding um and she has a lot of this and she helps me so much but the knowledge and understanding of just the actual reality of the scientific physicality of what your body is yes. going to do at 13 years yes. old yes and i as a parent i mean she gets it right she gets it and i as a parent i'm like what i don't get problem? it yeah. you know i yeah. i mean we're we're having a conversation and and it's like you know jekyll yeah. and hyde showed up right and, and i did the same thing as a kid and i get that well i think our our internal thing is what is your problem what why are you but if before we yell at that at our kid maybe they'll like what is their problem like yeah. what might be they think and you're like what is it so then i can kind of like you said that process thing let me take a minute and process what might they be feeling mm -hmm. you know for me to say to a kid like oh just wait until you think you think you have problems you don't know what problems are well at their level that is their problem that somebody doesn't like them or that the teacher misunderstood or that they got a bad grade like those are right. huge and like using every quote little thing mm -hmm. to be a point of teaching them how to deal with what we think are bigger things this is big stuff to them right and like really getting the fact that listen they don't know like you said you don't know what you're doing every day the parenting thing changes and yet it's yours to manage right well their body is changing their brain is changing every moment and they're having to figure out what to do too so mm. imagine the frustration that they're trying to overcome just do it with them yeah. intentionally sit there with them I'll get in the middle of the floor. Let's have a tantrum together. Let's let's cry together. Whatever it takes, that bonding thing is so important. Yeah, it it is. And I, I know, like like me, like my struggle is my seven-year-old, my relationship with her is obviously completely different mm -hmm. than my relationship with my 13-year-old. Mm -hmm. But when my 13-year-old, when she was six, yeah. my relationship with her was completely different yes. than what it is now, right? Yeah. And And so I think for me, the biggest thing, and as you mentioned it, Right. You have to learn how to be flexible. Yes. Um, it, you have to, I, my, you know, look, if we're going to eat popcorn in the living room, don't make a mess. Yeah, right. There you go. You got to be okay with the fact yes. that we're going to make a mess. And then we're going to clean it up. And then we're going to clean it up. Right. You know, that, that's it. And, and I will just, just last night was really kind of a perfect example for me. We were, um, at a, uh, a VBS event with one of my kids well we all went as a family mm -hmm. and there was ice cream yay i love <laughs> ice cream and uh it, but my oldest daughter she didn't really have much of anything else to eat and she didn't know she didn't really want ice cream and look i'll eat it's ice cream i'll eat just about any ice cream there is so i said hey let's let's see if i get the cookies and cream i asked her i said you know what would you get mm -hmm. and she said cookies and cream i said well how about this what if we get cookies and cream and i'll just share it with you now i really wanted that chocolate you know <laughs> but again we have to be flexible as parents and and as you mentioned very early being intentional yeah. knowing knowing us working with us yeah and you know the hard part is is we kind of grow up and and learn to be selfish our whole entire lives and then here we've got kids and now we have to not be selfish yeah get in their mess with them get in yeah. their struggle with them get in their joy with them 
you know, that's that whole thing about being intentionally present as yeah. well. You know, like I, I want to sit down and ask like, so how did that go today? Like how was practice just sounds like a surface thing, but like really right. listen. And as you're, even if you're at kids practice and you're watching, you see the looks on their face or yeah. being really intentional that you want to get in their struggle with them because you're their best hope. You're mm. their best guide, yeah. you know? And if you're not sure what to do, just say like, Oh man, I wish I knew what to tell you to do with that, but we can, let's talk about it more. Like, you know, we could pray with them about it. Like again, the things that are valuable to you, you put that into them and mm. they learn to partner with you as, as you're growing and learning and developing together. So yeah, I also know that it is very important to understand the levels at which kids are, you talked about the six-year-old versus right. the thirteen-year-old. Yeah. Completely different yes. focus of how you're helping them learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Because as an elementary school child, they're like learning how everything around them functions. So start with littles, infants, whatever. It's like how does my body function? Like from the time they're infant until about five, it's they're learning their own body. They're still right. potty training or whatever. Yeah. They hit elementary school age and it's like things around them. So if you're aware of what they're learning, mm-hmm. you can partner with that. So that's a lot of in my curriculum too. But a teenager and the preteens, it could be like as early as ten, but for sure by thirteen. You're teaching them how to think on their own. They're headed somewhere. They're going to be an adult. So you look at ways to partner with them on growing and getting their own ways of thinking and their own goals Mm. and, you know, ways that you can help fine tune those life skills for them. It seems a little, that's a switch for us because a lot of parents think in-house. It's under my roof. I'm going to do it this way. This is, but this child's growing and becoming, Mm. and if you need to partner with them to learn how while they're still under your protective roof. Yeah, absolutely. And I, <laughs> you know, again, personal experience is, is the best teacher. But yeah. uh, and when we come back from our break, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to we're going to deviate a little bit. But okay. I know for me, one of the problems with that is managing expectations mm-hmm. because I have my expectations of maybe how this is going to go yeah and and it's you know that's always a hard part so uh hey if you're listening this morning if you've got questions comments feel free to give us a call shoot us a text 865-656-8255 that's 865-656-8255 we're going to be right back here on around the house on news talk 98.7 woki Welcome back to Around the House. I am Scott Brokamp, founder and co-owner of His Security and Technology. This morning, we are speaking with Gwen Brown of Parenting with a Purpose. And if you need Gwen, if you need her professional assistance, or maybe you just maybe you just need a little help, a little refresher, you can give her a call at 865 455 77 or you can email her at parentingpurposeorg at gmail.com. That's parentingpurposeorg at gmail.com. Gwen, I'm so, so glad to have you here this morning. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I'm glad to be here. I, I, I probably need to get your, you know, your class <laughs> schedule and sign up for a bit. So, um, so right before we left to take break, we were as we were discussing helping to 
our helping our kids to grow and, and mm -hmm. older kids to learn how to think for themselves and make good decisions. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I mentioned was uh, the biggest pitfall I feel like as, as a parent or as a person in general is managing my own expectations mm. of those scenarios. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's probably not a parent listening that doesn't relate to what I'm right. saying, but I, you know, I'm all right. I've, I've, taking the time i've got my thoughts i'm calm cool collected and we're going to have this conversation and and I, and it just does not go the right. way i think it's going to go well and one of the things i say is imagine that this child is in the same boat like they mm. have this expectation as well so the frustration level and they have less ability to control their emotions mm. and their body and all that stuff than right. we do because they're still immature obviously yeah. right <clears throat> so we have to check our own maturity levels at some point. But I, you know, I think about this a lot of times and it's not to knock people that's like, like first time obedience, right? Okay. Be realistic then in what you're doing for first time. So mm -hmm. like, this is a, for example, if I give you an, a, like a pre notice, like, Hey, 15 minutes, we're going to shut the TV off and start getting ready for bed. But, but rather than come in and flick off the TV and say, it's bedtime. Right. That's a shock if you think about it. Like imagine sure. if so, if somebody walked in and shut your TV show off hmm. and said, you're going to do this right now, right? So it's like giving them time as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like letting them know ahead of time what to expect. I'll do that with doctor appointments as well. Like we're going to go to the doctor. This is what's going to happen and the shots and blah, 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 whatever. Like preparing them ahead of time. That's why I'm a proponent for schedules. There's hmm. flexibility in those. But if I know what to expect and when right. to expect it, it's less of a shock. So you reduce that level of conflict hmm. and reactionary stuff. Always like if I need to suddenly make a change, say, hey, listen, we've got an emergency. And I think that intentionally explaining to them, getting them on board, teaming and partnering with your kid, you got to understand their ability to to process as well if i know i have a kid with some special needs for example got to give them a little bit more leeway if i have a child who just i know has an anger problem or one that's super quiet or you learn to know your child you'll learn how to parent them better to meet your expectations and their needs right yeah yet <clears throat> we just take that snippet right there and and just <laughs> marinate on that really uh so what well, as we dive into this a little bit, so children's developmental needs. Yeah. Um, what would you say is is the most important thing to know about children's developmental needs? Well, I'm, I'll give you a little synopsis because first of all, there's stages and ability mm, levels right. of how and when they learn things. Um, and one of the things I feel like that parents sometimes don't pay attention to is what a child can actually handle at what level so that they don't process certain things as trauma. If you give a child information or exposure to something before they're able to manage it, mm -hmm. it can be perceived as trauma. But I look at it like this, like children grow and develop in different ways. Social and emotional development is one. They have language and literacy development, mm -hmm. cognitive development, and then physical and motor development, mm -hmm. right? So this is like their, their body, their mind and emotions, the way that they can learn to talk and express themselves and the way they think and process through things. Mm. So a, like a young child is more learning like 
how this is like from infancy to about age five, they're learning how to control their own body. Mm -hmm. Like obviously babies just cry no matter what's going on. They cry. They need you to help them understand. And over time, age two or three, now they're like, Oh, that signal means I'm hungry. Mm. That signal means I need to go to the bathroom. And like you're, they're learning their bodies. Right. Right. So they just need you to protect them and, and take care of that. But you get school age and all of a sudden it's like my community workers and it's the world around me and how Mm. things function. And you know, the remote does this and the light, you know, they learn those outside of themselves Mm -hmm. so you're training them in that level and then when they get to be like teenagers it's more like the world out there Mm. and how do i fit in and what am i supposed to do so it's like their belonging space so i'll i'll talk about really in depth about ways that you could help uh, promote your child's emotional development for example when they're little um, reading to them Mm. um, responding to their needs in warm and caring ways um, helping to, them identify and then express and understand their emotions and the emotions of others. So all this conversation, like you're saying, like your wife does with the kids, like right. taking the time again to even tell them like, this is how daddy is made. This is, you know, I'm sorry, this is, the, you know, or like, this is why this is important to me. I'm not angry when you hear my voice my tone go up it's passionate like this is important learning to help them understand what your emotions and expressions look like Mm -hmm. then you could help them understand theirs their teachers their friends their whoever that you know coach of their team whatever like this is how that coach expresses themselves Mm -hmm. this is what that teacher might be thinking and just helping them process in a way that fits their particular phase of growth and development you know, and, and and I think, and that's awesome because I mean, I just think of over time people I've known and I, I, you know, a lot of times your parents are sometimes very young when they have children Yes, and just knowing this is the process. This It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter yeah. your age. It doesn't matter your religion. It doesn't matter anything. Right. This is what is going to happen. Yeah for every child that is born Mm -hmm. and you know there are scientific physical things that are going to occur yeah and in being able to be aware of that because i know i mean look i didn't just know that it luckily again i've got a i've got a wonderful partner in 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 life my Mm -hmm. wife is amazing she's highly educated she's a research type of person yeah and whereas i'm just kind of a deal with it right and so together so then i mean i've had to dig in and and really learn yeah because i mean she's made comments to me she's like there is no way she that she understood what you were trying to say and i'm like (laughs) what do you mean you know right and so but and it's just that it's the stage of life the stage of where my child is yeah and in being aware of that is essential and yes. and i mean i don't how how often would you say that you see that your clients are just are unaware of these stages so in working with different parents i've had them in tears basically saying i never realized this like mm-hmm. i just realized i was doing this unintentionally or yeah. absent you know like just a lot of it too there's absent you know they're just not paying attention but yeah. when they start to you're giving them the information like do you realize when you do this this is how your child is perceiving it then when the light bulb comes on you know it's like oh my goodness and then they're like it's life-changing that's mm-hmm. what the, i'm told so often it's like this is life-changing um because they are seeing like man i wish i knew this sooner i've had 
a mom and dad in a room before and the mom just turned and say, I am so sorry to the dad. She's like, I really didn't see that. So again, I think yeah. the biggest thing is teaming. If you, yeah. if you're not a single parent, which a lot are, but if you're not a single parent and you have a, a partner that you're so opposite, that can be just as frustrating, but learn to team, right. pay attention to your strengths and your weaknesses, know your own, you partner with them because when there's just those little key things, if you mm -hmm. can learn them, man, what a difference it makes, you know, sit down with your teenager, realize they have their own thoughts. Yeah. They have their own objectives. They have their own expectations. Ask them. So if your wife said to you, I don't think she understood a thing you said, like next time look like, okay, honey, when you're sitting down with your kid, like, honey, so tell me what you were thinking when that, right. tell me, okay, what, what is it? What were you feeling when you did that? You know, like, why would you choose that way? Like, help me understand. Cause if it was me, I would be doing this. So what, tell me, I want to know your perspective. Mm -hmm. I want to know what's important to you. So it's the same thing. Cause that age they're becoming, and you're not at school with them, right? You're not going to be able to talk them through or tell them what to think. You're going to have to help them learn what they think mm -hmm. and stand in what they think and not be talked over because if I over talk my teen and tell them to listen to me, blah, 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 they're not learning the skill that they need for processing and taking a stand for themselves. So now I want to teach them, like, know what you think and believe so you can take a stand in the middle of your friends, your situations that you're going to encounter when I'm not there. Right. That's an important skill to teach them. That is huge. So be their sounding board, be their testing ground. It sucks. But be their testing mm. ground. Let them argue with you, not disrespectfully, you understand, but right. inviting their questions and inviting their thought processes and, and helping give a little guidance. Like, you know, I've said before, like your teenager sits down and watches a movie that you don't appreciate like this. Mm. We don't do this in my house. Like, but you catch them, sit down with them and say, what are we watching? Right. And like, watch it with them. Like what? Why? Tell me how you think that's healthy for you. Right. Like get them thinking about it because they will be the same absentmindedly doing things that everyone else does. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that, I mean, that's so important being, being a part of and being aware yeah. and, and having those conversations. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I'm, I'm glad for one thing right now is cause I really, I would, I'm just going to tell you, I dreaded this hour. Okay. Because, <laughs> because I, 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 pick up the negatives, right? I'm oh. like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to learn just how horrible of a parent that yeah. I am. Right. So at, at least I, I, I've got those insights of, I got some positive things happening. So listen, <laughs> one of the main good. things too, is be present. Like you yeah. sound like someone who's very present. Yeah. Yeah. Your children just need your presence. And yeah. you talk about intentional parenting, the opposite of that, like unintentional, like you said, they're going to absorb whatever they learn. Mm -hmm. If they learn that mom says, go, Go to your room, go over there. Dad says, go out to play, go over here, go. I tell parents all the time, tell them to come. Right. You know, come help me with dinner. Come help me set the table. Come sit with me and do this. The, it Just being so present. Mm -hmm. If you tell your kid, go there, go, go, go. Like they just think you don't want them around. Yeah. So no matter how rough around the edges you might be, listen, man, your child wants your presence. Just be yeah. Be there. That's well, huge. Whether whether you think they do or not, whether <laughs> they show you that they do. They yes, really they do. really do. Uh, well, we are going to take another short break. And uh, well, when we come back, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about discipline because okay. you know, everybody thinks, oh, yeah. discipline, yeah. <laughs> right? But there's there's a lot of pros that come with discipline yes. and, and if you do it right. So yes. um, tune in with us right here after this short break here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI.
All right. Welcome back to Around the House. I hope that you have been listening and enjoying the show this weekend. Um, If you listened to the first hour, you got a peek in around my house with my (laughs) wife and my two adorable girls. Um, And, uh, well, it it was quite an interesting hour. I will just say that. It was great. It was fun and exciting. And this hour... Miss Gwen Brown of Parenting with a Purpose is here, and um, we we had a text from an individual with some questions, and I don't know that we can specifically answer those questions, but it brought up another question, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and we live in a world where a lot of times, if it if it is a husband wife team or a um, a partner team in a home, that maybe one of those partners is maybe serving in our military who is in and out who is not always physically present or maybe you have to travel a lot for work what are some some good suggestions for those types of families okay to help through that situation And that's definitely some of the things that we talk about in our parenting classes everybody's got a set of limitations Mm -hmm. in ideal we all do you know and it's learning to know that those limitations are not impossibilities they're barriers to be overcome so we got to get really creative on how we can do our best parenting job with these sets of difficulties and limitations you have parents in wheelchairs they can't play baseball with their kid well yeah they can if they go outside and they could toss the ball and you get you have to just get creative you can't let a limitation stop you from that process knowing what is the end result is that i'm bonding with my child the best way that I can. So blended families, you know, you left those for reasons, right? But now you've got your child that has to be involved with this other side of the family that you might wish that you didn't have to have anything to do with. Validate your child's connections with those Mm -hmm. other people and swallow your own thing, but also impart to them reasons behind, like this is why mommy or daddy or whoever doesn't have that in my life anymore or whatever. Like I can't fix what other people in their families do that Mm. my kids are related to, but I can learn how to help them process and understand and make decisions and choices. So if it's a parent, like in the military, you're so limited because you've got what FaceTime, you've got maybe letters, you know, you're so, it could be so long that you're absent from your kid, but you can make the most of that and be again, being intentional about Mm. what do I have? You talked about like, the negative versus the positive, I can look at a glass that's half and I'm going to stop there. Half, right? Yeah. It is half full and it is half empty. Yeah. And I have to look at it in that reality. So if it's half empty, I've got to really pay attention to how I'm going to use the remaining resources, mm. but it is half full. So I've still got resources. Make sense? Yeah. So it's the same thing, no matter like what that. the situation is, it, there are limitations, mm. but there are still resources and there's still things I can do. And you really have to focus on what I can do with what I have. Right. And, and that's, those are the times really in particular that your intentionality yes. really shines, right? Yes. It really shows the the more difficult the situation is to be present, right? The more that intentionality shines yeah. through and is able like anytime and, and you know, and I don't, I don't travel much anymore like I used to. Um, but even now when I travel, uh, I, I don't, I don't think I've gone anywhere. I, took a small trip last year you know i try to make sure that my wife and kids get to go with me if we go somewhere but when i'm not i I at least i want to communicate with my family with my kids uh i i 
I tell you this funny story, I guess. So, right, the world we live in. Uh, I, I have been an Android user forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I stood on the fence. I'm never going to change. I remember. Well, my 13 year old daughter, it doesn't matter. I She can have every app and every tool available on her iPhone, but it just doesn't work. She just doesn't <laughs> communicate. But so finally, I broke down. I got an iPhone. Mm hmm. And one of the sole reasons I got an iPhone was for ease of communication with my oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it sounds silly, yeah, but that is one of the primary reasons yeah. I got this phone. Yeah, and it's funny because I'll because I can iMessage or FaceTime with her. Yeah, she'll answer, and and yeah. it you know so. I mean, these are the things that that we have to look at. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure we touch on one thing before we before we have to end for today, and that is discipline. Yeah. Um, I, I know that you know. I mean, that can be that can be. We probably could have done a whole hour on just discipline, <laughs> but so I, I know that you have to deal with all kinds of of aspects when we deal with discipline. Yeah. But give us just some quick tips on good fundamental ways of using discipline. Well, you have to first understand the nature of the word discipline. It comes from disciple, which means to follow, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to follow and learn. So if I am disciplining my child, it's to teach them to follow and learn, right? So Mm -hmm. whatever I'm doing to discipline them should be structure is discipline. It is like, you know, the discipline of having to wake up early and go to work. So there's a purpose behind discipline. If it's punishment, it's just punitive. I'm like basically communicating to you that you're bad. You did it wrong. You messed up, you know, whatever, get out of my sight. So you have to look at, am I punishing or am I disciplining? Because discipline can be like, okay, you can't go outside until your homework is done. Or you can't, discipline is teaching them self-control. And if they haven't had that self-control, now I've had to step in with parent control. I'm still going to try to teach them. The point is to get back to the self-control. So if I had to speak about discipline in one little bit, that's what I would say is whatever you're doing, Make sure it's not just punitive, like hmm. punish yeah. your bad, yeah. but it is teaching them to learn again, to take control of themselves, right. to do what they know to do. Make sure they're clear. If I say, go clean your room, what does clean look like to me versus what it looks like to them? <laughs> right. Make sure I'm clear. And then the discipline is, okay, we're learning to follow this set guideline of expectations. Hmm. And that's what discipline should teach them. And wow. Ouch. That, uh, Okay. Well, I, I'm glad that you said that. I appreciate it. Well, and it is in one of the things was taught to me as, as my life began to change, uh, a gentleman told me once that every action in life has a consequence. Mm-hmm. And if you make the mature, responsible decision for that action, you can expect a mature, responsible outcome or consequence. Not yeah. always, right? You can do the right thing and still have bad things happen, but I, I try to help my t- kids understand that, and I share that with them, that everything that you do, there yes. is a consequence. Yes. So if you do the right thing, if you do what you should do, then the consequence will be forthcoming, enjoyable, you'll be happy with. Yeah. But if you do the wrong thing, if you do what you know you're not supposed to do, there's also going to be a consequence yeah. to it. And so I, I try to to not look at it as, as a punish, right? Yeah. I try to look at it as a learning tool. So, yeah. well, 
Gwen, I, again, we could I could go on for probably a couple of hours because I'm really learning a lot. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. If you missed part of the show today and want to catch it, you can find it at hissecurity.com. Go to the ATH radio tab, and you will find a link to our podcast of the show. You can also find it anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Just search for Around the House with Scott Brokamp. Have a topic or guest you'd like to hear? Send us an email at thehouse at hissecurity.com. Next weekend, we're talking about fun in the sun and your health. Around the House is produced by News Talk 98.7 with guest coordination services by B Media Savvy. Have a great Saturday, and I hope that you go have some ice cream with your kids tomorrow and enjoy your time around the house.